got a fanny pack name right there. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, what you hear behind us is that groove. It's that sound. A sound we don't get too often, and it's good that it's reborn. You are now tuned into your herd radio, where life moves from the verb of the words. That's the actions of your words. And with that, lights, camera, accession, we're here with that sound. It's your boy J Bell. We're back again with the next episode. Yes, Sirski. And it is I, your host, Soon Coming, Amadi. Uh, it is my honor and privilege to introduce, introduce or introduce us uh, as the French may not say, our special guest. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing great, man. It's so good to be here. Yes, sir. It is a good, uh, it's a good vibe right here. The water in the it background. Is. It I always is. love outside episodes. Uh, if you guys are tuning in, take care of your environment. You know, sometimes you got to step out just to feel it. Sit in your back porch, hear the crickets, the cicadas, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Look at trees. Look at them. Got to watch the trees, you know, just stare at them once in a while. Find one tree in your area. Is there like any tree or plant you be watching? Like That I got my eye on? Yeah, I got I'm you. like, oh, that tree. That tree. <laughs> well, hello, tree. Hey, I see you. Don't walk away from me. Providing shade for my house and whatnot. Well, let me get out of my shady zone and pay more attention to you. I'm going to be watching you. Watching them branches, ah, watching that growth, ah. and more importantly, watching the environment. Yeah, step yeah. Stones, create right? a stepping stone for the kids. Yeah, That's right. create it. So with that, I want to kind of let you guys know what we're going to dive in today. Today, we're going to really dive into how we all got to where we are. We had to go through elementary. At the very least, I know some people out there haven't graduated elementary and still made it work. But they did it. They did some part, kindergarten, first grade guys you know i folks that go my parents have a they're great education but they're running two businesses so <laughs> you know what i mean it could be done so uh uh for the listeners uh kind of give them an idea of uh where you fall in the education system some of your experience yeah i'm happy to i started off working with kids that had special needs mm-hmm. um, kids on the autism spectrum and it's a funny story how it started. I um, I needed to get curriculum credit for a class in order to pass it. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I had to volunteer in the community. Okay. And so the deal was you go to a class to find out what your options are. And you pick one. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you do it. So I showed up at what I thought was the right day, the right time, sat down. And it's dawning on me that, like, I'm not in the right classroom. Okay. What was the indicator that you weren't? Was it attendance? Was it, like... Nothing that I expected to hear I was hearing. This, this, this was a group of moms talking about their kids with autism. And I'm, I'm expecting, you know, here's the overview of things you can do to get credit. Okay. You know, this, so you were waiting for the credit to come in and yeah. it just kept getting deeper. Right. And I'm realizing, okay, I, I'm definitely in the wrong classroom. Mm-hmm. But I was hooked on what these moms were saying and they were basically saying we have our kids have autism we're looking for people to work with them and so i stayed for the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i went to my professor afterwards the right classroom and i said hey i'm supposed to be in this other meeting but i ended up listening to this like really 
motivated group of moms talk about their kids and they're mm-hmm. looking for volunteers. Mm-hmm. I know it's not a part of the like official curriculum, but could I volunteer for wow. one of these families and yeah. get credit that way? And he's like, absolutely. Hey, wow. So you actually sat in the class called Destiny. That's right. That's right, man. Every time I tell this story, I get goosebumps because yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like that's what it was. Whoa. Okay. And then, um, so I guess, so you started, you did special ed education, right? Um, do you remember being in school and always like, I don't know the references to the short bus and those things. Like I, I think back on always knowing like the special ed class would go a little bit after our class or, and then, um, kind of, the like not trying to be so different you know like have like you know there was just that kind of stigma of like oh they go a little later to lunch or yeah and and then i feel like parents were kind of wanting like them to feel more like everyone else like why they got to go later and i've been seeing kind of like politics like that through my my school and like high school and certain things yeah all i'm saying is just because we look at the world a little different don't mean we got to eat lunch different let them come to lunch a and b they don't need their own lunch we all family yeah yeah so I guess how was it how was it like uh being in the different environment and like uh I guess I want to know did they have a different interpretation in the special ed class of the school as a whole I bet like oh the other kids get lunch earlier or things like that or were them uh I guess they didn't really worry too much outside of you know the class you know what I mean My experience was they really tried to find a way to to integrate mm-hmm. so they really tried to find a way to get kids all the kids what they needed mm-hmm. um without making anybody feel like they were different and that's hard because kids are super perceptive i mean if you've got a classroom full of kids and the phone rings and the teacher's mumbling on the phone and then hangs up and then a moment later one of your students walks out the door kids pretty much figure out oh that was for that Mm -hmm. was a call for that kid to go somewhere where's he going let me be your sub i'm like well kids i'll tell you where he's going but that requires us all going into song. Y'all ready? Five, two. He's going on a trip in his favorite rocket ship, cruising through the sky. A little Einstein signs. Line them up. Hey, you see the vibes? Welcome to my class. It's Mr. Ingham in the building. I'm gonna be your teacher today. Hey, pronounce my name with respect. Put respect on my name. I put respect on yours. Hey, and then you'll go on a trip. Hey, 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 don't come in my class. All right, back to this interview, y'all. Y'all know the vibes. Ah. Hey, 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 go Mikey, go Mikey, Frankie, and Frankie, hey. All right, back to this interview, y'all. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? They mm-hmm. ask a lot of questions. That's what kids do, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was that's tricky, you know, yeah. the balance between making sure everybody gets what they need, but... How do you do it in a way that doesn't make a kid feel like he or she is singled out or something's wrong? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like my answer to that is pushing them, right? Pushing them to their full ability. Yeah. And uh, I feel it's a hold from uh, people have trouble pushing people. You know, I guess that could be hard. It's like, is it offensive to correct my name or should I just let them say my name wrong? Right. Should I open the door? Should I let them open the door? And then, uh, like I was saying, I've been in, I don't know if you've been in a situation where you offer to hold the door for somebody that may have um, crutches or a wheelchair. And they're like, nah, I got it. And you're like, no, no, let me get it for you. And they're like, yo, right. for real? You need to right. chill out and let me let me live strong. And then you feel 
oh man like a little smaller but at the same time you're like do your thing right right yeah yeah because right. it, it kind of makes you feel more appreciative and you know happy of like what you have and you feel so blessed so it makes you want to go and do more and be more outstanding and go that extra step and do that extra mile mm-hmm. and go out your way because that's what it's all about um just being nice and kind to everyone mm-hmm. so yeah you have those and when they say no i can do it um like at mariner we had special olympics and we would go and volunteer and they would do special olympics and everybody would be out there cheering them on and yeah it's a time where you don't help them and it's one of the most beautiful things that you could experience everyone is just so happy yeah there's no pressure it's no nervous and it's just all happiness and love yeah right right okay so uh you said you got uh into um well so all right so that shows your destiny let's go there so your destiny was chosen you sat so what was it like uh first diving into that study because after that you pursued it right uh yeah, that's right. So I, I volunteered with this family, mm-hmm. and it was nerve-wracking at first. Yeah. Um, this child was severely autistic. And I say was because there's some pretty incredible things that happened along the journey. Okay. And he doesn't really fit the diagnosis anymore. Okay. But oh, wow. um, in the beginning, his day looked like screaming, opening and closing cabinets for, like, no reason. Just... Mm-hmm all day long um spinning plates rocking back and forth Mm -hmm. the neighbor would turn on his vacuum and he'd scream and cry but you could come up behind him with like a wooden spoon and a pot and bang it and like he doesn't flinch just stuff that was hard to comprehend Mm -hmm. you know something about the way he saw the world the way he was wired was very different okay and so in the beginning it was the two of us in a room together Mm -hmm. and my job was to try to elicit some kind of interaction between the two of us. Okay. If left to his own devices, he'd go to the corner of the room. Just leave me alone. Don't touch me. Don't talk to me. And we started this game where I found that he liked a, there was a ball he liked. Okay. So if I rolled the ball in his direction, he'd pick it up and he'd throw it. So I'd go get the ball and I'd roll it to him again. He'd pick it up and throw it. And one day I rolled the ball He picked it up, he threw it, but I didn't go get it. And I wanted to see what's he going to do. Is he going to look at me? Is he going to make a noise? Is he going to try to ask for something? Yeah. And so I waited and he's starting to rock back and forth, you know, and I waited and he looked up at me and we made eye contact and I just went, good job. And I went over and I got the ball and I rolled it to him and he threw that ball and I went and I got it. He threw it again and I waited he looked at me and I thought, that's it. That's, that's it. There's the connection. We're making a connection now, you know? And so that, from that, it grew, Uh it grew to, I get the ball, I throw it. You look at me and I ask, do you want me to get the ball? And the answer is yes. And so we worked on having him try to say yes. And it was like this sort of this game of stacking one skill on the next like yeah. first we looked at each other yes then yeah. it was yes then yeah. it was okay what's that called ball buh, buh. Yeah. so building and building and building and then that that got to the point where it was like you know asking for the ball and me throwing it and yeah. stuff so wow. it's like so a small piece of how the whole journey so went. when you go toward the end of the journey where did that end up like yo give me the ball pronto (laughs) oh we had we play we were playing all kinds of games uh yeah fuller sentences yeah able to communicate more 
definitely yeah Uh, so um you would do that uh so how did the parents like give you like when you were gone they're like yo you new things would happen i'm assuming like new learns right oh yeah they had a a window that was one way so they could see in but we couldn't see out because it was distracting for Mm -hmm. him to look the other way Mm -hmm. so they were observing the whole time and taking notes and they afterwards they give me feedback and say you know oh that was great what you did there and i noticed he didn't respond when you tried it this way yeah but we found that it really works if you come at it this way so it was a lot of collaboration yeah a lot of like uh letting go of your ego and just going okay what works yeah you know what works so which takes me uh what's a big part of this at all does iPads or computers come into play or was it, were you more successful out of the screen realm? You know, just more screenless, screenless, totally hands on. Yeah. 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 That's, that's beautiful right there. A lot of people don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, and then cause where you are today is you're making um, educational programs, right? For yeah. like learning through the screen. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, uh, how's that, how's that process? Um, yeah that's a totally different world really like with his world it was so important that we had a a real connection Mm because part of his autism was separating from that so so important to connect and be physical and do that sort of thing and now the world i'm in is very different you Mm -hmm. know it's it's uh it's remote and we're reaching a lot more kids but there's definitely that uh there isn't that same physicality. It's like, does it feel like a one-way relationship almost? Because you're not talking to the kids directly. It's like, here, here's this program out to you, and I hope it helps. Maybe someone will leave a review or feedback, but you're not having that direct. It oh, is. Oh, I get it. Uh, you know, like, you know. It is. I try to infuse as much of myself into what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, we have these little characters that are a part of a lot of our videos, mm-hmm. and I try to make them talk with each other and sort of talk to the kid watching to mimic as much as i can oh, like some some like and dora you know like do you guys see the backpack bingo yeah yeah right that's right hey jay bell what you grew up on like i remember blues clues you know dora what was your go-to uh, educational my go-to like pbs kids i guess you know was caillou little bill little bill dragon tails franklin um Franklin, that's the turtles, right? Yeah, the Franklin. Yep, Franklin. He can tie a shoe. He can count by two. Um, there uh, was some good stuff. But uh, Gullah Gullah Island. No, nah, I wasn't into that one. Mr. Rogers. Did you? All right, I read this thing online. It just made yeah. me think about Dora. So Dora would always ask about, they come up with all these superstitions online, and I'm, I'm always into all the conspiracy theories and uh-huh. stuff like that. So uh, they said Dora was blind. That's why she would ask so many questions. Mm. And be like, where's this? Where this? And that's why she had boots, because boots would help her and kind of help her around and guide her <laughs> to the volcano or wow. to get the map to fill up her backpack. Mm-hmm. So she always had that little buddy, like that companion boots. Like we don't think about boots, but boots is low key the best one. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, man. Okay. Hey. All right, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the conspiracy. Cause then what, what's, what did they say about uh, Blue's Clues? Steve went to college and left his dog, <laughs> something like that. But, but I wasn't into Blue's Clues as a kid. I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like the whole clue writing. I thought it was kind of corny and the dog and mm. the guy would hop in to be fake and then hop out to be real. My mind was blown. The depth in that hop in to be fake and hop out to be real soak on that 
Yeah, I see. Okay. So but Dragon Tales, it was all just anime cartoon, and I was rocking with the Dragon Tales. That theme song goes in. Dragon Tail, Dragon Tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take that. Yo. Well, uh, what, what's your um, what's your take on educational shows like PBS Kids? Do you have a favor as an educator that you're like, I'm a little biased. I like this one. Or I'm I'm really not in that loop. Like as you guys were talking, I was thinking about shows that I used to watch. Yeah, as yeah, a which kid. ones did you watch? Yeah. Um, I remember Sesame Street. Sesame. Yeah, I remember. I think there was this one called Romper Room. Romper? This is like way back. Okay, not uh, Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Magic School Bus. Uh, no, I didn't watch that one. Okay. Uh, I watched a lot of other stuff, though, like G.I. Joe and He-Man. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bo- Boomerang. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, but Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah. Tomless. Like, I don't know what it was. I think it was the beauty that there was never English in that show. Every other language that the creatures could speak. Right. Monsieur, monsieur. Uh, uh, whenever there was a guest, but it was never English. So yeah. it was like, I don't know. I felt like uh, Tom and Jerry is like watching the World Cup or something. And that's timeless because then anybody can watch it. Doesn't yeah, matter what you know. And it's opera too. Like yeah. it was just the music. You were like I heard that before in a chase scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Bugs Bunny introduced me to all the classical music. You know. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. dun and you're like going through, man. All right. So because I think back here yeah, on the on the kids shows. I mean Barney and learning how to clean up and doing a clean up song and like clean up, clean up everybody. And it's crazy what we like indulge from there and then where it evolves to. And then the permission, right, like the permission of like websites to go on or TVs to watch or rated R, PG-13. It makes me think of that when I think of being back in grade school. Like I could watch PG-13, but as soon as the R, you know, I had to do the hand over the eye, the fake <laughs> cover. But I had to peek, too. <laughs> and I'd be like, and they always know you're peeking, even if you try to make the slip very creative. <laughs> They'll be like, hey, don't look. Hey, you know what? Turn this way. Turn backwards. <laughs> I remember doing that once. <clears throat> it was over at my grandma's house. And I don't remember what was on, but something came on the TV. It was like, nope, you turn around. So I turned around. This big old window. Mm-hmm. The TV reflected in the window, and I just sat and I watched the rest of the show <laughs> through the through the oh. reflection in the glass. <laughs> and she caught wind of it, and she turned around, and she noticed, and she looked at me. And she had this big smile on her face. Yeah. Like, she was proud, you know? Like, it didn't matter. Yeah, I was like, yo, you did yo, you, not, you did your thing. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like you, when you're watching that movie with your parents and that scene comes on that you don't want to watch. And so you kind of cover it up or you go walk to the kitchen, get you another snack, mm-hmm. you know? But you're still looking while you're in the kitchen. You yeah, were peeking that, around the corner. The blind angle. Uh, like, why is he in the kitchen for so long? He's watching, ain't he? Uh, hey, you know why? Yeah, that's how they... That's how they must have caught you. Like they're like, he's just too calm. Like then they're like, what's his eyes gazing to? What's what's going on over there? Yeah, there's nothing interesting outside going on. What's he really looking at? Yeah, what's he really looking oh, at? It's a reflection. Okay, so um, all right. So uh, what about your school experience now? So uh, you done that program and it got you in. So after the volunteer, you dove into education. I had such a good experience working with this family that we started talking about opening up our own agency mm-hmm. long story short there there was just a lot of red tape and i had spent so much time in the classroom with this particular boy as his one-to-one aide that i had seen uh, i had seen five or six teachers for a whole year run their show and learned a lot and thought why not like, mm-hmm. maybe i could be a teacher and i could take what i learned uh, as a special educator and bring that with me 
to the classroom, okay. regular ed classroom. So what was your favorite class? I mean, not favorite. What was your first classroom? I mean, uh, ex- what grade level experience? Third grade, and I got what's called a loaded classroom. What's that mean? A loaded classroom is when you've got a lot of kids that are a handful. Okay. For whatever reason. Word, like, loaded, so they're like, like, yeah. like hyper or energy. Or, yes, yeah, yeah, or just real out there or, yeah. you know, emotional issues or, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, behind that sort of thing. Man, so right away when I think of like third grade, like I'm a, my third grade teacher was Miss Powell. And I went to a school, an uh, African academy in North Carolina. It was called Spark Academy. So our drumline had the djembes like for the morning assembly. And we had like an African pattern button shirt, like uniform. And we also had permission to get spanked by our teacher. I think it was in like a thing in our, like if your parents signed. So, um, yeah, you know, she spanked us. But that's why she was my favorite teacher because she kept us in line, you know. <laughs> it's, you would think it would be like, oh, you got spanked by me. Probably the last person, you know. Yeah. So, so what kind of what kind of kid were you oh, when man. you were younger? Were you the class clown? Yeah, definitely. Were you the athlete. The no, not the clown. Not the athlete. I was the good kid, but I was the clown. The good clown. Like it was hard to, cause Mike, my, my number one thing on every teacher thing was, Amadi has great potential, but but he ain't a bully. But he looking out for his classmates by keeping them with a vibe. You know, Ooh. and that's cause I'm the butt part was I distract people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was always the tear in the front on the left side of the teacher's desk by itself. It's like, even though I'm up in the front, I'll just turn around. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like it was like the stage if you made it. But I would always push them to the limit to where I'm getting, like, bent somewhere around class. But I'm always still in the class. Though. I wasn't in the hallway, you know. It right. was like, you're just enough. Because you know what I think it was? I would hit the lines at the potent parts of the lecture and not throughout the whole lecture, but just at the potent parts. So it would be like a big, like that was a big deal you know right. so you know that was, that was my timing you feel me so That's i don't know <laughs> yeah what about, what about you um i was quiet and good in class and then you got me outside of class and i was a whole different story you're a bully at recess um sometimes depend depending <laughs> on the day i learned i learned more though as i got older to be more nicer to people but as a young kid I played sports all the time, so I was always kind of that kid that was walking around like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm coming through, like, I'm moving out the way. But as I got older, I started, you know, saying hi to more people and respect. I got that Southern South mannerism in me. Yeah. And then so I started learning, you know, it's, and it's more fun to be nicer to people. You can't make mountains out of molehills. If you get mad about every little thing, you're making a mountain yeah. out of a molehill. Oh, I love so, your uh, analogy right there. Yeah, yeah, but Sam, what, how are you as a as yeah, a kid? Yeah, kind of before kind of the teacher, how were how were you two teachers? Like uh, elementary, were you, would you be part of the loaded class? Man, if you told me that I was going to be a teacher when I was a kid, I would have been like, okay, where's the nearest bridge? Because yeah. I'm going to go jump off. Like <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no way. No, f you. No, no way. <laughs> There's no way. I remember at the end of one year, I think it was fifth grade. I brought my backpack home, and they gave gave me all my work to take home. Mm-hmm. And one at a time, I burned each paper that they gave me in the fireplace. And I was so happy to do it. It was like, I'm done. Fifth grade is over. This is this is done. The summer's here. <laughs> so I, I remember my on my first grade report card, it said, um, Sam's philosophy seems to be when in doubt, act goofy. So I, I was not a fan of school. Yeah. I think that's partly why. I liked being a teacher was because I I thought I could make this enjoyable. There you go. You know, you, you put what you were missing because it's all about the style. 
you know, and and having someone flexible enough to, I guess, you know, adjust to the different, the different learning kinetic. And what are the three learning styles? Like kinetic and uh, yeah, kinesthetic, uh, that's auditory, what, and then like right, like one is writing, one is like visual, and one is listening, right? Yeah, do, doing stuff with your hands mm-hmm. or taking it in through your ears. Uh-huh. Some kids are real good at that, or visual. Some okay. kids are real strong there. But I want to back up though. I had really good teachers, but I always felt behind the eight ball in terms of learning. Mm -hmm. I always felt slow. I always felt like I wasn't quick enough to comprehend. Did you feel that way as far as when a question was asked, like the kids going, ooh, 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 right away? Right. Like, dang, what you ooing for? Uh, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, you just said it two times two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Right. (laughs) I needed more time. Like, I could could take you far if you gave me enough time. I I could get it. And so, uh, as a teacher, I really appreciated giving kids the opportunity to do that or to break something down in a way that it hadn't been broken down before. So that those pieces were shaped for that kid and mm-hmm. that kid could finally go, oh, yeah. that's what it feels like to get fractions. You know, it's you, the way you said it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I get it now. And then they got this ownership of it and they want more. Yeah. And that's that's like you lit the fire and yeah. then it can kind of keep going and you can be like, all right. I love that feeling. The aha. Yeah. Whoa, wait, wait. So six divided by three, uh, three times. It's just like when it all clicks, you're like, I'm different. This isn't my final form. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then you give the kids permission to go teach other kids. Like, you get this now. Hey, John over there, he's having a really hard time. Do you think you could explain it to him in a way that Uh, that, works? And that teaches you more. Oh, yeah. Because then as you do it, even when you don't get it and you're kind of stuck with someone else, then you're like, wait, that's why I should. Okay, now I see why we carry it. And then you're like, that's why I say teaching is better, right? Yeah. Uh, Did your teachers ever tell you in whatever grade or whatever it was that don't ask me, ask three of your friends first. And if they can't explain it to you, Mm. then come ask me. Yeah. And it was always like when you get something, you are more and you can teach it to somebody else. You learn what you're doing a lot better and a Mm -hmm. lot easier. Um, For example, this P6 scheduling class I took in college. Many people weren't too good at it. They just didn't get the logic or how to link things together. But then I would sit down and be like, oh, it's just this one button right here that you got to fix real quick. And then I would teach people and I'd be like, oh, let me go fix mine and make mine a little bit better because I just taught them or fix their problem. So, you know, I know the problems to fix because I've, I've taught it to someone or how to solve it with them. So it's always good to kind of see that and teach it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, no cap. It's, it's a good feeling, too, for your own morale, you know, when you're like, especially when, I don't know, helping teach people, kids in school, like your your other peers, definitely bring you closer together. Like, it brings a bully closer to, like, it's like the movies, kind of the cliche where you help the kid that's been bullying you, but you're like, maybe if I help him, he won't, he'll stop bugging me at recess. Like, you, you start politicking, you know? <laughs> and then after, they're like, yo, like, I'm a lot smarter because of you. You know, you're a cool dude. I'm a, I'm a chill. It's funny how, so I have to ask from your, uh, from your teacher scope, have you seen the bullies, right? Or um, the tattletales, you know? I was one of the tattletales, like young. I had to learn because I was like, I realized like I was like, it affected my friendship thing around like, you know, first, second grade. So by third, I was like, yeah, if I don't tell, then, you know, I'm cooler. <laughs> like, so learning not to tattletale, but I remember being like, ooh, 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 ooh. 
like how was that when you're like was it like almost like roll your eye moments but you're like all right like <laughs> that's hard too because kids kids do that because it's somewhere along the line they got rewarded for it like mm-hmm. You know, if you come to me and you go, ooh, 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 and then I make sure that that kid gets in trouble, you're like on cloud nine, you know, yeah. like, look what I did. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a matter of like, th- those are one of the things I found hard about teaching was not the content, like the math, the science, but all that social stuff. Yeah. Like, like, how do you help a kid understand, you know, that tattletaling is wasting my time, your time, and, uh, helping to give that kid tools to deal with it you know like Mm -hmm. like you've you've come to me with this thing that that you want me to fix right but whose problem is it though yeah it's yours right (laughs) yeah so what happens if i'm not here Mm -hmm. you know how are you gonna fix it what would you do tell me what you would do (laughs) oh mr gleason maybe i would i would say this or this or this okay why don't you try that and then come to me and tell me how it went yeah just like some of the tattletaling may be a lack of skill with how to deal with something, yeah. you know? Or yeah. they just they just like getting another kid in trouble. No, yeah, there's, like you said, that <laughs> cloud nine right. feeling like, ooh, I said it, and he's out the power. Right. Not one kid should have all this power. <laughs> Man. Uh, and then, um, so, yeah, so you're saying it's more of the social aspect. So now it makes me think, what is it? I mean, when you're teaching that grade, I mean, it wasn't as prominent to have like cell phones and stuff. Now, like teachers are dealing with a whole new wave of distractions and, and, you know, like hiding under the screen. Like, I don't know the idea of like, <clears throat> I'm thinking like cheating back in the day. It was like, psst, psst, J-Bell, J-Bell, number three, uh, what's the answer to number three? I low-key tapped my foot three times. Let's see. Allegedly. Oh, he was on some other yeah. shit. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, yeah. <laughs> Look at my foot. If I tap three times, yeah, you know, that means it's C. And like I said, like I, I'm not gonna cap. Like I was the one that helped kids cheat. Like I wasn't the cheater that needed the answers, right? But I was the, the part that was giving the answers because it was a high too. It was like, look at me, like, right. I, it's like what's number three, four? I'd be like, C. They're like, huh? <laughs> but the teacher looks at you like you act like you're right uh oh my gosh so i have to say have you caught kids cheating but just gave them the slide like you're like come on i did this before you was born like you know but you're like but at least they're doing it for the right reasons like kind of thing or how was like that idea like you know like cheating because that's like a thing that you know we all think we're getting away with and then we get caught or it's like the exact same paper or I was lucky that it wasn't a big deal, but there were a few times where I'd see it and I'd call the kid up and I'd ask a question that was kind of around it. Like I wouldn't directly say, yeah, I see what you're doing, but I'd say something like, you know, how hard did you work to study for this test? <laughs> you know, so oh, I worked this hard, this hard. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I bet not everybody worked as hard as you and knows all the answers. It'd be a shame to just give that away, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, how does that make you feel when somebody else doesn't study and they're begging you for for information? Wow, that's good. <laughs> and then and then would that would you see a kind of shift after? Like, hmm. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> I don't think so. They're like this power. <laughs> yeah, they I don't think they bought it, you know. Maybe some kids. I can hope that it sinks in and later, right? Cuz some yeah. I, like I said, like I think we talked before, but it's like something sinks later where you least expect it. Like, what? I'm your favorite teacher. I I I came at you every day. <laughs> right, right. That's happened. Man. Yeah. So, uh, so how, yeah, so that experience right there. Um, so from third grade, right, um, d- 
did you did you teach uh, other grades like in high school at all or middle school? Primarily third grade and a bit of fifth grade. All right, what was your teacher name? I call you Sam, but what's uh what, what did they call you? Oh, Mr. G or Mr. Gleason? Mr. Gleason or Mr. G. So what was your what was your spiel on the first week of school like teaching your name? Because you know it's always that every teacher had their style. My name is Mr. You you. Know, were you aggressive on the board, like when you're spelling the name, just to make a point, like ah, Mr. Period Gleason, or you could call me Mr. G Circle. You know, what I, mean? I kept it real simple, yeah. real simple. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Gleason. And then uh, preference, chalkboard or or dry erase board. I like that dry erase board because you got those colors. Yeah, the yeah. colors. Uh, I loved when the teacher gave us opportunity to like do the answers on the board for some. That was hella big. Like the walk up the board is like walking up a game show. <laughs> the first contestant, you're like, you go run up and write the thing for your team. <laughs> yeah, and we would get prizes or kudos. And at yeah. the end of the week, whoever had the most kudos won a chocolate bar. Wait, uh, which brings me, uh, red card, green card, you had those system? Yep. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had the three colors, red, green. Oh, my God, yeah, yellow. Green, I, yellow, red, yeah. Yellow, I was definitely in the yellow. I always pushed, like I said, I always pushed the borders. I had a few reds, but then, so... How was it dealing with the Reds when you know you had to give them the Red, but then that's when we start begging? Please, please, you don't know what's going to happen. It's Halloween weekend. Uh, I'll do anything to turn it back to yellow. Can, can I get extra credit? I'll, I'll be quiet the rest of the day. If my mom sees I have a red card, it's over. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, that was, you should go to the, go to the principal's <laughs> office and tell the principal your story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, but it got real quick. Like, it would just be real quick. We had a thing hanging on the wall. Everybody, every kid had a number, and you had three colors in that little pocket with your number. Mm -hmm. And I would try not to skip a beat. If I was in the middle of doing whatever I was doing, I'd just look over, and I'd be like, 22. And I'd tap it, and that meant that he'd get up, usually a he, and he'd take his card, flip it, and then go back and sit. And we had some kind of arrangement beforehand, so every kid knew what all the cards meant. So when you got your yellow, you knew what to do. When you got your red, you knew what to do. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of stopping the learning to to deal with stuff like that. And yeah. that was good because then it didn't become this power game of trying to like convince me or trying to give me reasons or blame somebody else. It mm -hmm. was just, this is what happens when you get a card, and that's it. Yeah, man. Yeah, dang, it's crazy. I bet they're still using cards today, I feel like. They're simple. They're simple, and kids get that simple stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how that kind of helps scope us in life life you know that small thing of red yellow as far as we experience as you know green light yellow light slow down hey slow down the act you're doing you got a yellow you better right <laughs> you know slow down to speed up and i'd like to think too it just it was a simple boundary you know just mm -hmm. simple and then they don't have to do a lot of thinking mm -hmm. and that's me doing my job is helping them say like kids want boundaries even though they don't know and, how to say it and uh what Man, I found like participating and going back to school to help kids like when I was in community college and doing assemblies where, you know, high school students would visit and we do panels and whatnot on campus. Um, kids can be intimidating with like crazily enough. It's like, hey, you're about to present for all these high school kids. You're like, dang, like, I don't want to look corny. I don't, wanna, I don't know who I am. You know, or, like it's funny, like how scared you get before presenting to a younger audience, even, you know. <laughs> have you felt that way before jbl anytime like perform in front of younger kids no never never in front of the youngers i always thought in front of the youngers i was a leader so they're automatically looking up to me yeah yeah so you felt that so, so i always felt like what i'm doing is 
better because I'm older. Yeah. So they're going to look up to me no matter what. You know, okay. I try to give a little bit of guidance, but if they're not going to listen, I'm not going to force them. There you know, go. they can figure it out themselves. But I always add that little, hey, I'm a little bit older than you. So, you know, I kind of experienced just, you know, that one little extra thing that you're going through right now. Here's what happened to me. If they didn't want to listen, they didn't want to listen. Okay. So you smoothed with it. You just like, because I was like, the anxiety, they don't want to listen to me. Am I not worthy? <laughs> yeah. How, how did you, um, I mean, how did you battle those feelings? Were you initially first intimidated with kids or were you always like, oh, you know, like. The mistake I made early on was being more like a camp counselor than a teacher. Okay. And that bit me. To kind of be more on their level, yeah. it was uh, it was kind of my way of helping myself feel better about like I'm kind of I'm one of my students and we're friends and that that didn't work out well for me. Okay. It it kind of I gave away my power. And okay. as a teacher, 90% of teaching is classroom management and having Having authority, not in like an abusive way, but just having the kids see you as as a respectable authority figure. And yeah. so on the first day of school, I was kind of poker face. Like while a lot of my colleagues were playing games and get to know you stuff and putting on like silly hats and stuff. I was like I had my shirt tucked in, I had my tie. I was kind of quiet. I held my cards close to my chest, you know, Yeah. and just kind of doled out how I wanted things to go. I'll give you an example of like the first lineup. Okay. Okay. So the first day of school, kids are real excited and they don't know me and they're trying to find out who I am. They're trying to find out whether they know it or not. Like how much can I get away with? How much can I be like I am at home here? Yeah. You know, they're waiting for me to respond to show them what I'm going to tolerate and what I'm going to let slide or whatever. Uh huh. They're in like super learning mode that first day of school. Lord, yeah. And you set the stage for them. So I just like stand outside and I have my hands, you know, folded in front of my body and I'm just kind of smiling and watching. And, and the bell rings. The first kid lines up and I give that kid a look and like, wow, like this kid knows what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and then somebody notices that I nodded and they, they get their backpack and they come up and they stand next to that kid. What's your name, Thomas? Did your previous teacher tell you how to do this lineup thing at the at the you know, the beginning of school last year? How did you know to just come right over here? Oh well you know he's giving me this long explanation about well when the bell rings you're supposed to stand right here and you're supposed to give attention to the teacher. Good, good. Do you think you could tell that to the person who's next to you and then you guys could just pass that down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you a secret. Sometimes I get a little quiet when I meet lots of new kids. You know what? I think we're gonna be friends. Special friends. And when I'm with friends, I like to have fun, 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 fun. I like to sing, dance, pretend. So right away they see me as like somebody who knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'm I'm totally focused in on what I want the kids to do and yeah. feeding that like to them. That. You know? Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm already pulled in. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would tell them right now. Totally. And that's good. And you gave them like almost a power for you know doing it without being told. And then like and then the power to be like, yo, could you kind of you know? And then it's like, yeah, like cool, like you right, know, like right. yeah, right. And uh, so that brought me to thinking of 
um, like the kids that chose to sit in the front? Like, so were you type to give, did you guys have to set assigned seats? Was that required or did you find it was better to set assigned seats? Or you tried to let them do their thing, but then they all like be next to their buddies and then it was like now or do you let them do their thing find out who's buddies and then do assign seats after what was your what was your style i i made the choices as a teacher before before the school year starts you get profiles of all the kids Mm -hmm. and uh, a narrative from their other teachers previously yeah so you you basically you have life handing you some cheat sheet notes on these kids already. Well, I didn't know that. They're like, yo, this one's a talker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how come I'm always on the back right near the exit? Know? <laughs> 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 I'm always near the exit. Hey, stand outside. No, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So I would make choices about where kids would be seated. Um, you know, and sometimes you were privy to things like a recent divorce, mm-hmm. and you knew another kid who also went through the same thing and they happen to be friends Mm -hmm. maybe they should be table mates you know or um you got two kids really strong in math and two kids really weak and so that's a good contrast yeah yeah i always wanted it to work where i could just let the kids choose where they wanted to sit but i always ended up paying for it i felt like life told me what like why'd you do that man yeah like, yeah you, you know where <laughs> these kids should sit you're the one who makes the choices yeah and occasionally i would say if it got towards the end of the year it's okay we're gonna do one more rotation and i'm gonna let you guys choose but who who can raise their hand and tell me what's gonna happen if this doesn't go well yeah and they you know they'd all have their theories oh you'll get mad or you'll what this and that <laughs> yeah. you know, it came down to and I, I will end up choosing where you guys sit. So if you want to sit where you want to sit, you're the ones who can make it happen. How, how can you make it happen? What should a table group look like that's working really well together? Give me an idea. If if someone walked in and was observing my classroom and they pointed to a table group and said, that table group has got their act together. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. You know, oh, kids raising their hands. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, my turn, my turn. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to need that teaching strategy at my job because the way you're asking me these questions got me in my third grade head. I'm like, oh, you're leading me on. Uh, uh, a good a good behavior is if I'm quiet or, or or you'll make us sit apart, get me in my basic third grade mind. Like, all right, you're good at this, Sam. You're good at this. Dang, that, oh. I love your style because, yeah, it really puts the power in them. So I feel like you had it. I mean, I feel like in the teacher's lounge, they're like, yo, what you doing, Mr. G? Like, what's your, your kids be lined up first? Like, One of the best compliments I ever got was the, uh, the vice principal came in to deliver me a note on something. Mm-hmm. And he delivered the note to me, but he's got his eye on my class, which is running, like, really smoothly. And I'm just sort of doing my own thing. And so he let go of the note and he just stood there and he watched the class for like five minutes and the ship was running itself. You know, kids were, they'd finished their work, they turned it in, they go get their next thing or they, they go up to someone, uh, an expert, there were designated experts in the class and yeah. like whisper talk and then get their, get their clarification on whatever it was, go sit back down. And the assistant principal came up to me afterwards and said something like, um, for our next professional development, I think I should just invite everybody to come to your classroom and just watch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you. This is not easy. You know, yeah. it was nice to be appreciated like yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Dang. That was so cool, too. Like, hey, when they left, you're like, beer's on me. You know, right next round of beer. <laughs> right? No, but that's cool. Like right. that. They were at that point. What, uh, was that like in the middle of the year or was it kind of early, like toward the end? 
I tended to have my ship pretty tight in the beginning. And yeah. that, that was the key. Like if you set the set sail yeah. in the right direction, it, it goes, it goes. It's so hard to come back from the opposite to start kind of loosey goosey and then have to yeah. pull the rope back. Cause yeah. they're way down with that. Yeah. rope. By that I, point. I remember just, you know, in school growing up where in elementary school, for example, you would have a teacher that was more lenient. And then let's say you were in fourth grade going into fifth grade. You got the teacher that was really, really tough and very, very strict. You knew from everyone else, from your old, the higher ups that all these teachers really strict. But going into that class, let's say you got that strict teacher. Those class groups, that class of 30, were so tight together and so such close friends. Like that friendship from being in that class that was very structured carried with them to middle school, to high school. You, you still see them being friends just because when they were, we were little, it was, we knew we had a tough teacher. Okay, we got them for the whole year. We're in fifth grade. We got the teacher for the whole year. We can't do nothing at this point. It's not like you're going, Mom, hey, I need a new teacher. Or, hey, principal, I need a new teacher. That's all right. I know what they expect, and I'm going to deliver and act appropriate in their class. Uh, man, you, he's, you said it. You said it right there. Like, yeah, just knowing, dealing with ambiguity and, like, going with it. Which brings me to, like, um, have you ever been in the position, I mean, not even calling out anyone, but where you saw teachers that you just weren't a fan of their style or were like, you know, you're a little aggressive or you're doing, I mean, like, and how would you approach, like, trying to give them feedback without, you know, if I, you know, I guess the only thing is, like, I might hurt your ego. And again, I'm not trying to say I'm a better teacher than you, but I'm saying this style just might help. But did you have a way with that or just some, you're, you know? There were times where, I would observe other teachers and see things like what you're talking about where just kids are out of control or, um, and for me personally, I had to work to not deliver unsolicited advice. Like I had so much on my plate and it's my tendency to try to, like if I see something that isn't as I think it should be, it's easy for me to go to that and try to offer something. But I learned that it was better to just kind of, if they come to me and ask questions, then I would give them my, you know, my take on it. But a lot of times, it wasn't so much about technique, but personality. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't something I felt so comfortable. You can't teach personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the way that they would approach their kids was more of a, more of a, like wow. an older brother or older sister. And that was their style. That was how they did it. And it was causing problems, but it was also sort of how they ran their ship, the ship too yeah. so that's kind say of tricky. older brother style was like hey listen to me i'm older than you i, may, I maybe i should have said like sibling yeah you know like yeah. like on your level got you would, like what you've done before like you know camp level like hey you, you know we're all we're all here together right. and like yeah we are like let me do me what uh no uh i need you to listen to me now yeah <laughs> yeah you kind of listen today <laughs> today's not the day <laughs> Right, because I think of, like, all the attitudes walking into school. It's crazy. 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. and just knowing, like, right when that bell rings and you put your bag in, it's a whole other day with all the, all the mates. Just yeah, those people that were up at 5, they were just kind of doing their thing, getting ready. The girls were always up at 5 for elementary school and middle school, <laughs> putting their hair and makeup on, texting early in the morning. Damn, they were texting when you were in elementary? I wasn't. Fifth grade was when. Wow. They were started texting the Blackberry um, and the Razor was popping in fifth grade for me. See, 
and it was it was hot, hot, like brand new. Teachers weren't worried. See, I had the prepaid. Don't get it wrong. I had the I had the prepaid, the uh, Virgin Mobile prepaid wait, wait. flip phone. What year you graduated high school? Twenty fifteen. So all right, so you're like uh, you five years after before me. 2015. Yeah, I graduated 2010. Okay. Okay. So I'm thinking like, so we have like a five year difference pretty much. So, you know, I feel like when I was in elementary, teachers are probably still worried about kids climbing trees. And then y'all were just texting five years later. Yeah. Like, nah, ain't nobody worried about no tree. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't have a prepaid phone. And we would always, all the all the friends in the group in fifth grade after school would get on three-way calls. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, make sure you three-way call me in at like 445 when I get home because I'm on the house phone. Yeah. I don't got a cell phone, so three-way me in on the house phone. So I was on the house phone. Three-waying people were three-waying me in. I was talking to like three people at a time. I was like, it's lit. Call me after nine. That's how I got three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you were one of those. Not in elementary, though. That's crazy. Fifth grade. That's wild. The blackberries. Now, you know, third graders. Because now there's that line where you're like, as a parent, like, well, should I have the access to my kid at all times? Like, maybe that's safer, like, if they don't have that communication device. But then at the same time, I don't want them to be on it all the time. But I do want to reach them all the time. So you got to have that balance of, should they have a phone or some sort of just pager at least? <laughs> we had to deal with that to a small extent mm-hmm. at the elementary school I worked at. Like, uh, I mean, the real young kids are like third grade and mm-hmm. they would go out for snack and they'd open up their backpacks and I'd see them on their phones. And we had to come up with policies about that whole thing. And they were pretty good about that. Yeah. But technology in the classroom that was that we I worked in a one to one iPad classroom. So there was an iPad for every kid and we used them a lot for assignments and stuff. And it's tricky because they uh, these iPads have Internet access and it's kind of filtered like you do the best you can with software. But stuff gets through. <laughs> yeah. And that was hard to manage because they were great resources. Mm-hmm. Kids could find a lot of the stuff they needed, but they could find a lot of stuff they don't need. That I, that I, you know, we were doing reports on Venus, and this kid learned that the surface is like super hot. It's like it's like an oven on Venus, and this fascinated this kid. So he was doing image searches, and he's like, "Okay, very hot Venus," mm. <laughs> and you can imagine what yeah. <laughs> what turned up. Because women are from Venus, right? That's right. <laughs> oh God, and you know the goddess Venus, and oh. very hot Venus. Oh, and, oh. no. <laughs> yeah, and there were some days after school where I would look at their search history uh, against my better judgment. And most of the time, like the the sort of off-book searches were, you know, princess, castle, puppy, kitten. But every now and then I'd get like, you know, uh, vagina <laughs> or some <laughs> like misspelled, misspelled attempt to figure something out. Yeah. And we had one kid who was curious about bombs, and that set off a whole, like, what do we do about that? Yeah, and, yeah, um, like so he's searching C4. And right, you know, is he trying to draw a comic, or is he, yeah, I don't know, who knows? Watching G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. wow, yeah, dang, the search engine. I was still using the low-key encyclopedia for the hit, you know. But thank God, like, for Ask Jeeves and stuff, because... <laughs> I hated making a trip to the encyclopedia shelf. Like, hey, are you done with N? Because I need that after you. <laughs> right. And that's what was great because every kid could have their yeah. whole set, you know, right at their desk. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Dang, yeah, the technology world. So, uh, yeah, as we come to a close, um, I really want to bring us into, uh, well, our local to global. So 
But no, my local to Goble this week is LWH Pitbull Rescue. Okay. They're a Pitbull Rescue based out of College Station. They also are a third tier branch of a higher up rescue. I don't know the name of it. Don't get me lying to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to rescue a dog from there. It's a little pit mixed terrier. They don't know the full story, but she's from Houston. Her name's Poppy. Um, gonna go pick her up on Sunday. Hey, so shout Poppy. out to LWH Pitbull Rescue. That's right. Yes, sir. Hey, and sliding on that, hey Sam, uh, what we got for your local to global? Who you want to shout out? Just yeah, shout out to Austin Pets Alive. Hey. I fostered a group of kittens not long ago from Austin Pets Alive, and mm-hmm. it's a great experience. And I know a lot of people during the pandemic were getting real lonely, and they yeah. went to APA, and APA hooked them up, and it was a good thing for them and good things for the animals. So the morale is good for everyone. Absolutely. And and cats especially, it's the perfect pet when you live in an apartment, especially an apartment. And, you know, if you're going to you got to be honest with yourself. You want to get a dog. We all love dogs. They're unconditional love. But if you're not going to take them out more than three times within your day and give them some time, just not throw them in a kennel and come back, you know what I'm saying? then don't do it right that's where the cat comes in he'll still love you when it wants to love you <laughs> when it wants to all right but not when you want to like how the dog you'd be like come here sit on me cat be like if i want to <laughs> but yeah i love i love cats um that being said uh where was i oh my local to global hey well first off i'm gonna shout out chit chat chai uh, my partner has a you know a tea company chai tea she hit the rose blend, the rose, uh, the rose chai, and then the Cardi tea, a Cardi, a, and uh, premiered at a, what is it, farmers market in her area. So you know, that being said, we got put on game. My local to global is going to the original Roxy Baking. So the original Roxy Baking, uh, she has her uh, Austin-based home baker uh, service. So you, I'll have her gram tag. But she's up for the challenge. You'll see some different pastries and hors d'oeuvres on her page. Cupcakes, you know. I know she can hit the lemon drop on you. Um, the pies, the gingerbread. I mean, she loves the challenge. So, like I said, if there's something, just just go for it. And what I really appreciate about her style, she knows how to really put that table together and, and make profession from just bring profession to it. She was a real good catalyst for her. My partner to learn uh, the game on catering and such, like from the tags to um, just everything, how to deal with different forms of payment. So huge resource, great bakery. Shout out Winston. And with that, I'm going to bring it into uh, the Depop of the week. So I know I was putting that aside. Here we go. So for the Depop of the week, I'm going to have to do Bum Club. I'm going to show y'all just so you but yeah, I use this app to sell clothes. So I always shout out, give recognition to brands that I see doing well. The Bum Club. So uh, biodegradable and recyclable packaging. That's one. $5 shipping, bundle, and save PM me. So personal message, fuck fast fashion. All right. That's what they stand by. So what I like about their Depop page, uh, right off top, I mean, he gets really good old vintage shirts, like the, yeah. the ones with dogs. A yep. key is the like tags, best, uh, best front of loom, fruit of loom. So Flavor. that's like an old school fruit of loom tag where you still see fruit of loom at Walmart. Flavor. Like so on this bum club, it's a it's a couple of different gentlemen. I'll see different ones modeling uh, the different things, uh, but it looks like they kind of change up their style. They're doing it on the side of a freeway now. Or I like that, and I like that. It's like, whoa, where are you? And then. I'm still focused on the clothes, but I can appreciate the background. Right. 
and then the close-up so that's it uh if you're checking out the depop app you know mine is let that boy live you know uh again what i love about that it's recyclable you know where it's an online thrift store so yes sir it's a no more new products no more new trees getting cut but that vintage stuff and it's, right. it's funny enough the things made in the past last way longer right because as we get to our future clothes we're like hey uh we could save money by using mm -hmm. this cheaper product that'll rip quicker but we can sell the shirt for three bucks or whatever and mm -hmm. then you got that old school thing from the 80s that you know the print is still yeah. savagely hanging on yeah you, you don't know, shrink in the we're wash. not buying that one shirt just for the birthday weekend no more we're going on depop and getting the vintage yeah last a lifetime give it to your kid all right so uh with that uh let us uh give the people a positive statement of affirmation for the week yes sir I'm gonna I'm I'm hit that one okay all right positive statements seven rules of life smile okay smile be kind you have the power to make people feel good don't give up if it doesn't work the first time find another way mm -hmm. don't compare everyone's on a different journey mm. avoid negativity Avoid negative thoughts, situations, and people. Make peace with your past. Focus on being present and creating a better future. Take care of your body and mind. One struggles to survive without the other. Mm. Yes, sir. Hey, I like those seven rules. So, yeah, y'all might have to replay that. You know, I hit the rewind real quick. See what you said there. I see you, Bell. And then, uh, yeah, Sam, uh, what do you want to just kind of hit the people with? A statement, uh, something maybe you're practicing today, or something to get them through the week what's something you want to leave the people with stay hydrated that's it drink more water i'm doing about three bottles a day now my minimum is two i'm like i gotta at least finish the two and i think i got like a 33 ounce or 44 ounce but um and then after that the rest is in the bonus that's uh, good uh, what about yourself how are you how are you hitting the water oh i go uh i do a couple of these every day so maybe 64 ounces okay yeah so until i'm peeing clear then yeah. we're all good Ooh, peeing clear that's <laughs> a that's a, an accomplishment but that's a badge like in boy scouts clear <laughs> pee <laughs> yeah. feel me okay. hey and on that i'm gonna just leave you all with uh indulgence of music selection radio uh, and every sunday you know got me healing got me moving episode 501 was crazy so off top um indulge music and get through whatever tough thing you need to get through a breakup uh a study you know uh, a test uh, grocery shopping um the dmv wherever you don't want to be you know what i'm saying throw them headphones in and and, and vibe out selection radio and with that being said uh i'm gonna slide out to this sean leon song i got going on we out yeah we out and we'll see you next time thanks for tuning in let that boy live. I'm feeling weak. Think I'm gonna leave. Give me the kiss. I'm in the feet. I'm off the deep. Literally. I need a break. I need a Myself when I'm with you.